That was Busby Maru with Naba Norim, the Reef Song. Rosie Douglas is General Manager, Partnership and Events for Tourism Tropical North Queensland, otherwise known as TTNQ, and she visited Melbourne last week with her business events team to update the market on the opportunities to visit and meet in her region. Graeme Kemlow spoke with Rosie. Certainly 2022 saw a lot of Australians that um, had traditionally gone offshore but still weren't 100% comfortable travelling overseas and, and, you know, airfares were also very expensive. So we were fairly lucky last year to see the um, the rebound of domestic tourism um, but we're in that situation now that uh, there's more Australians going offshore than what there is coming into our region. So that, that balance will still be another 12 months away from, I guess, equal, equal, equalling out. So... A lot of business was affected by the fact that they rely on casual staff. A lot of the staff, certainly down south here, are um, international students. And I know you have a lot of international visitors to the Great Barrier Reef and particularly to Cairns. Does that mean you've, you've had to also overcome this issue of, uh, of staff shortages, Rosie? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we were we were no different to any other region in Australia. Um, and I guess what it did highlight is the uh, the importance of that uh, that working holiday maker and student market. We we certainly had a lot of challenges, and you know a lot of businesses weren't able to operate at a hundred percent capacity, even though there was potential business there, simply because they couldn't service the um, the guests or the, the the visitors that were coming in. So, yeah, it it certainly it certainly did affect everybody. But luckily now we're starting to see that all. Um, or sort of get back to normal. So we, we're not certainly nowhere near as bad as what it was 12 months ago. Right. Well, that's great. The other good news, I guess, for your region is the decision not to declare the Great Barrier Reef endangered, I think is the term they're using. Uh, I know you've been a great fighter for, for the reef over the many years that I've, uh, that I've known you. What's the situation? Do you think you've got a 12-month reprieve or how, how's it been perceived up there? Yeah, oh, it was it was absolutely wonderful news. I mean, everybody in, in Queensland was absolutely ecstatic to get that news earlier in the week. But but I think what needs to be acknowledged is that the Great Barrier Reef is the best managed reef system in the world, and it's a real collaboration at all levels of government and industry. So you know, the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority is very very supportive of all the work that's being done by the industry. There's a lot of programs in place now, right from the agricultural sector, you know, with the runoff um, and also so the, the reef monitoring programs that all of our reef operators do, which on a daily basis when they're taking visitors out there, they're monitoring the reefs that they go to, they're doing eradication programs with the crown of thorn starfish and they're, they're also, most most of the reef operators in our region are also, well pretty much all of them actually, are all part of a, a regeneration programs looking at ways to grow heat resistant corals, which has been done quite successfully and then transplanting them in the reef. So okay. the the statistics in our part of the world at the moment is that it's the best coverage that we've had in about 30 years. So, but but it, it, it's certainly it's certainly um, something you don't want to take your eye off. It's going to be an ongoing challenge. Sure. But I think it's real testament to the the fact that everybody everybody whether you're public or private is working collectively to make sure that we you know we maintain the the Great Barrier Reef and it's what it's offering and and certainly don't want to see it get onto that endangered um, at that endangered list. Mm. Well, I guess it's as important to a business visitor as it is to the many, many leisure visitors who who visit Cairns each year. I guess most events up there, business events, would have an element of the reef involved, wouldn't they? 
Yeah, it's quite funny. We actually talk about it as our natural delegate booster because, you know, the Great Barrier Reef is, is it's a natural wonder of the world. It's a, it's a bucket list item, particularly for international conference delegates. And we, you know, what, what better, better way to go and hold a conference in Cairns and then have the opportunity to extend and, uh, and visit the Great Barrier Reef. The other thing also that we, we know is that all conference delegates that come in, there's a large percentage that do actually return for holidays simply because they've been exposed to the region and then they want to come back and visit as yeah. well as a, bring their family and friends back. So, you know, it's such a such an important part at every level of our visitor economy from, you know, yeah. from, the, from the experience that it provides, from the scientific, you know, research that's done and all of those t- types of things. Hmm. So do you think over-tourism is something you've got under control at the minute? Because obviously we can't continue to send people out to the reef in the numbers they may have once gone out there. Um, is there a sort of voluntary code of just restricting numbers at the minute? Where's it sit? Yeah, I think that there's a real misconception out there that there's over-tourism on the Great Barrier Reef, which is which is actually absolutely not correct. Right. So it's very heavily monitored in terms of where you can go, and it's a very, very small part of the reef that, visit, that tourists actually go to. So when you look at a, a system that's over 2,000 kilometres long, and there's, um, there's only probably three or four key ports that actually go to the Great Barrier Reef. Obviously, Cairns is the largest and offers the largest sort of, I guess, range of experiences that can, you can do. But it's very, very small percentage of the reef that we actually visit. Um, there's large areas of the reef that nobody can actually go to. So it's, it, it is well managed. I mean, the, the, moorings, the moorings that are out there are controlled by the, the federal government through Gurumpa. And you can't just buy a mooring and, and start up an operation. That, that just doesn't happen. So it always has been monitored um, and I think people have this misconception that you know visitors going to the Great Barrier Reef are causing over t- over tourism and damaging it which is which is actually completely incorrect right, um, right. What, what we focus on and, and there's probably a couple of things Graham that we focus on um, one being is people need to really understand the reef and the only way to understand it is to physically go out to the reef go and you know talk to marine biologists and physically see the reef for themselves and then the second part of it is that if they don't go to the reef all of those companies that are taking tourists out there they're also an integral part of the reef monitoring program so if the tourists weren't going there the boats wouldn't be going there and the reef monitoring wouldn't be happening so we we really promote the fact that um, visiting the great barrier reef is good both for the reef and for the economy and for everybody because you're you're enabling um, operators to be able to travel out there and and um, and and monitor what's going on right. but you're, we're also educating people on the, the actual facts of the Great Barrier Reef and not necessarily what's um, portrayed in the media. Right, I get it. Okay, that's good news. Now, Rosie, there was a flurry of building activity up in Cairns uh, over the period up to uh, COVID, I guess. Maybe that slowed things down a little bit, but uh, you've got a range of accommodation there really to suit every budget, don't you? Yes, yeah. Now, we've got, in, like in the Cairns CBD itself, we've got over 11,000 rooms and that doesn't include sort of Airbnb and, and sort of those short-term holiday rental properties as well. Right. So a lot, lot of accommodation. I mean, we had three hotels open up during COVID. Um, Riley, well, the three Crystal Book properties were just before COVID and during COVID. So that, that added nearly another 900 rooms to the yes. to the room stock in, in Cairns. And then, of course, we've got the Cairns Convention Centre expansion, which is another 10,000 square metres of um, conference and 
in um, meeting space that's added on be added onto the existing building, and that's finally um, completed. And I think the first event is actually in next week, so into that okay. that particular building. So, so does does the expansion of the convention centre mean you can run bigger conventions or do you yeah. run concurrent events? How do, how do you Bye. see it? Yeah, it, it's both. Yeah, so it's um, it's definitely bigger events, but it's it's having those two having two spaces that have got quite separate entrances that you can run concurrent events. You know, up to about five hundred people. So um, that's certainly going to be a great boost for the city, just being able to um, to hold those additional additional events in the city. And um, and yeah, it's and and it's also a great facility for the local community. I mean, there's there's a magnificent ballroom with floor to glass ceiling windows, and that overlooks the mountains and Trinity Inlet um, that can do a dinner for 500 people. So that's going to be a massive thing yeah. used by locals, like you know our local community groups and Chamber of Commerce and, and the school formals. It's just, a, you know, though, all of those things are, are going to be held there as well. And it's yeah. just, a, it's, a, it's a great addition to the, to the facility for the whole community as well and as certainly the conference market. Is it still hosting basketball? Yes, yes, still runs the Taipans, still are still based there. So okay. they they run in the um, in the arena, which is at the opposite end of the building. So yeah. So the community benefits obviously one thing that flows out of uh, a business events engine in in the cities around Australia, and there's a great example of that. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, having that, that, that world-class infrastructure there, but the community can access it as well. And, you know, we've, we've had um, we had the Cairns Indigenous Art Fair up here just recently where public event, there was no cost to get in and that was sort of set up all throughout the whole facility. And it was an amazing, amazing event for the, the artists up in the communities on the in Cape wow. York that were able to bring down and actually sell their art um, to, to buyers, you know, both nationally and overseas. So, but again, another, another amazing facility that can facilitate those types of events yeah on a, a lighter note maybe do you notice any effect from the uh, television show below deck down under which is in cairns this season currently running now the show um not not noticeably i mean a lot of those events um those shows i mean you don't necessarily you know cairns is not necessarily called out front and center of it but at this point in time no that ha i haven't been haven't certainly haven't been made aware of noticeable differences yeah anyway. oh they went to hemingway's bar the other night for a drink so yeah. and i thought oh, well i know where that is i've been there yeah. uh, i guess it's a bonus if if nothing else eh? Oh, absolutely! Like any any publicity, they say you know there's no thing as bad publicity. So yeah. any any opportunity, you know, whether it's TV shows, whether it's sporting groups coming up, you know, we've had the Boomers in town this week doing their their preseason training ahead of the World Championships. So, oh, fantastic! You know, Paddy Paddy Mills walking around getting photographs with everybody. So very good. Um, you know that that sort of thing. That's all. That all just adds to the vibe of the region and the city. Right. And and you know, it's all it all just sort of happens pretty naturally. Nobody sort of makes a big deal about it. People just come in and integrate themselves. Into and what's the so, biggest right. event you've got coming into Cairns this year, Rosie? Oh, gosh, I think well, the one we just had recently was the Cairns in Cairns event, which was about 1,400 people in May. That was a large advertising conference that, you know, for the likes of, you know, Pinterest and TikTok and Channel 9 and Channel 7 were all major partners in that one. So that was, that was a massive event. Yeah. And, um, you know, great profile, but also a lot of um, entertaining done on the side, which, which certainly contributed to the economy as well. But, you know, we've got, we've got some big medical conferences coming up as well. And, yeah, just sort of 
of it's it, what we're finding now is that you know 12 months ago the delegate numbers weren't being achieved simply because of you know people you know COVID restrictions sure. and, and flight costs and everything but we've had the, this CANS in CANS event and also a large Indigenous health conference I think the, their numbers went up by about 20 to 30 percent to what they originally had budgeted for as well so we're almost seeing it's going the other way now that you know delegates are, are really wanting to get back and, and meet face to face. Right. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Sounds great. So do you, are you seeing um, more leisure visitors coming? Uh, maybe they've avoided Bali during the uh, pandemic, etc. Uh, are you winning just more of the regular business uh, nationally, not internationally? Yeah, no, it's it's starting to come back to um to a fairly you know getting more to the traditional pre-COVID visit you know visitor cycles. Like at the moment, we've got a lot of um, domestic visitors in region. That you know the whole region is actually actually quite busy with you know young families that have, don't have school age kids and older people that don't yeah. need to rely on school holidays. And obviously, a lot of you know southerners just wanting to get out of the cooler weather. Yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Although I must admit, the weather hasn't been too bad in the last last few days. So sounds. Great, sounds great. And are your air connections back, Rosie? Yeah, so we've got um, domestically, we've got really good connections from all major cities. We've got direct services now during the day from Perth, um, as well as overnight services. So that's a new a new service that's been introduced since COVID. And internationally, we've got um, Singapore Airlines flying flying in five days a week. We've got services out of both Os- Osaka, Narita, and Haneda out of Japan with Jetstar and Virgin, and we've also got Air New Zealand flying seasonally in Cairns as well. So, and you know we're very pragmatic about the aviation you know obviously it has to be restored into capital cities first and there's a lot of work being done um, particularly with Asian carriers about what the opportunities are for Cairns and and we're confident within the next 12 months there'll be some good good announcements being made but it's just you know airlines are like everybody else they they've got to get back up and running and they've got to get staff and pilots and all of those types of things going so you know we're just quietly working behind the scenes to make sure that you know we'll we'll be back certainly fairly confident within 12 months we'll be back to at least pre-COVID levels, if not more. So Sound, Sounds fantastic. Well, Rosie, I look forward to catching up with you next week at yeah, Taste be great, Port Graham. Douglas. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. But I wanted to talk with you this week about, you know, what's happening with uh, Cairns and Great Barrier Reef, which is basically the Convention Bureau for, for the region. So thanks uh, very much for having us up there and we'll look forward to catching up next week. Yeah, no worries at all. Look forward to it, Graham. Great chatting. Rosie Douglas there speaking with Graeme Kemlow, who is off to Port Douglas on assignment this week and will be reporting on that destination for next week's show. Look, I know it's only down the road from Cairns, but they do treat themselves as a separate entity, I must say. You lived up there for a while, so you would know. Yeah, very different. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.